Hi, you are listening to Boku no Stop, the anime podcast that is just ready to be fucking done already. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is... Chris. And Matt. And this week, we're just... We're just deconstructing Monster. This is our coda. This is our wrap-up. Boy, that would have probably been what we would have called the podcast if it was just about Monster. That's a podcast-ass name. Deconstructing Monster? Yeah. That sounds like a true crime show, and I hate it. It really does. That's why I would thought of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to take over and just discuss the concept of A, how we would rewrite this, and B, any lingering questions my two co-hosts have, given that they have not been steeping in this for a year and a half. I would start by making it good. <laughs> That's our Chris. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, let's let's kick this off. Where, where do we start this timeline? Tell us about what happened in the show, in order. Yeah. I actually have the chronological timeline open, so I'm Great. going to skip I'm going to skip all of the these people are born and I'm going to try and skip as much of the stupid fucking another monster stuff as possible, but it's mixed in on this timeline, so if I fuck one up, let me know. Is another so, monster better or worse than the light novel where Titus kicks a blitzball shape? Worse. Because that one's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Another monster... I'm just going to tell you this in brief now. Another monster goes, what if Bonaparte had a second secret pupil who didn't fuck it up like Johan? What does that even mean? <laughs> yup. So, 1950. Franz Bonaparte leaves his hometown and gets degrees as a psychologist, psychiatrist, and neurosurgeon somewhere in the decade. We don't Why did he get a degree now. based on what you're going to do, homie? Ah, that, that uh, throughout the decade, Wolfgang Grimmer, Richard Brown, uh, various people are born for the series. Kenzo Tenma will be born on January 2nd, 1958. In 1961, The Magnificent Steiner begins airing in Germany and France. 62, Jaromir Lipsky is born, and Bonaparte leaves his pregnant wife and starts experiments as a part of the Czech Who the fuck movies. is Jaromir Lipsky? Lipsky's the fail son, Chris. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the puppeteer. Mid-1960s, the reading seminars at the Red Rose Mansion begin, and in 66, Bonaparte meets Fritz Verdemann's father. In 68, Brimmer leaves Kinderheim 511 and undergoes his spy training. Klaus Pope's The God of Peace is published as well. In 69, Milan Kolas and Peter Chapek reunite. And in the 70s is when we start kicking off a lot more interesting things. Uh, Bonaparte's editor, who we saw the one episode comes into the picture. Bonaparte kicks off the eugenics experiment for the perfect child sometime in this area. Do you care about the name of the mother? Because I do have it here as a result sure. of this. Uh, Viera Cherna and Helenka Novakova try to escape from Czechoslovakia. Only Helenka succeeds. Uh, if you don't remember, Helenka Novakova was Carl's mother, uh, who went by the alias Margot Lear. So, 
Cherna meets and falls in love with a German Czechoslovakian soldier who is not named anywhere. He is just the father. Throughout this period, Bonaparte publishes multiple names. There is an actual timeline of his fucking books. I hate this. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Who figured this out? It's... I really cannot stress enough how much another monster is trying to plug plot holes that nobody cared about. It is mm -hmm. a very dry read that also just goes, and there was a secret character the whole time. So, 74. Vera Cherna is abducted from Brno University and placed under surveillance after she and the soldier try to resist the program. Is the it father really supposed is to be Brno? I assumed that was something a problem with the subtitles. No, that is actually the name of the city and university. BRNO. Oh. In the southern Moravian. Oh, that's where the Merovingian is from. Region of the Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah, that's an actual place. Uh, when they're talking about, yeah, this is where Mendel studied at one point. It's like, no, that's a real fact. It's by the big cabinet with the tools. Child is getting <laughs> yeah, you know. My child's getting me a Coke Zero. Why even that's have a child if they're not going to bring you beverages? I just, I just love describing this part of Czechoslovakia. You're like, yeah, it's in the cabinet. Yeah, where the tools well are. Well done. Yep. Well, with this series, yeah. Ah, uh, so. Not? Let's see. 1975. Johann Liebert and Nina Fortner are born. Viera and the twins move into the Three Frogs building by June. In 77, Bonaparte publishes The Nameless Monster. Margot Langer, a.k.a. Helena Novakova, mysteriously disappears. And this is when she, you know, goes silent for a bit. Carl is born. Reichwein goes back to college, studies psychology, stays at the university to earn teaching credentials. 78, Tenma leaves Japan and heads to Germany, enrolling in Dusseldorf University Medical School, also being attended by Rudy Gillen. After he graduates, immediately, uh, Tenma is hired as a neurosurgeon at Eisler Memorial Hospital a few years out. 1980, Hans Schuwald meets Viera Cherna in brief while he is looking for Margot, he pays a visit to her best friend in Prague to see if she knows anything, but Vieira doesn't because she's been in hiding from an experiment that wants her children. This is also where Shuvald first encounters the twins. In 81, Anna is taken to the Red Rose Mansion. We do not know if this is intentional or not. During this time, Vieira is also taken away, and Johann stays at the Three Frogs waiting for anyone to return. The reading seminars at the Red Rose Mansion come to an end as 42 people are poisoned and murdered, witnessed by a young Anna Liebert who runs home to tell her brother everything she experienced after her escape. Johann and Anna burn down the three frogs, with Viera telling her children they must live on their own, they must survive. Bonaparte will move to the village of Ruenheim somewhere in here in 81-82. Johann and Anna travel through Czechoslovakia and this is the period that's very unknown. Johan has killed at least two people during this time as they're with different families. At the end of 82, Helmut Wolf finds the twins on the Czech-German border and saves their lives. Johan will be sent to Kinderheim 511, Anna to another, more regular orphanage. 85, three years later, 
the massacre at 511 takes place. Only he and Kristoff Sierranovich survive, and they make plans to meet again in the future. In what 1986... About the, other guy? the other guy still alive, Roberto? Roberto was not there at the time of the massacre. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I don't know if he's supposed to be Adolf or not. He's just another student who was in the place. It's very funny mm. that they're only linked to him as he liked hot chocolate, a thing shared by every child who has ever been alive. Some kids don't like chocolate. I don't get it. Some people don't. Those people grow up to be sex criminals. <laughs> That's very funny. Given hey, guess who? Don't like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally and figuratively, all of that describes me. Thanks again, Chris. Yeah, you sex, just have a knack comma, for that. criminal. Yes. <laughs> Those are the two adjectives I would use to describe you. <laughs> That's not incorrect in any way. So yeah, 86, this is where the story begins when Johan and Anna are adopted by the Lieberts in March. Uh, after settling in across the wall, they are paid a visit by Franz Bonaparte, and that night Johan will kill their new parents. Anna finds out her brother is the killer, not only of the Lieberts, but of every other one of their foster parents. She did not realize till this point that that was not someone pursuing them, but in fact, her brother. God, and as a result, she shoots him in the head. So, this is where everything kicks off. Johan is operated on by Dr. Kenzo Tenma. He saves the boy's life over that of the town's mayor, and consequently loses his position as head of neurosurgery. Shortly thereafter, three of Tenma's superiors are poisoned by Johan, and the twins disappear. They will briefly live with a man called Reinhard Dinger, and Tenma becomes a murder suspect under Heinrich Lunge's investigation. After conflict with Lunge, Tenma resumes his position since the new director has no problem with him, and the case will remain unsolved. Johan and Anna will flee from Dinger and live with a new family in Heidelberg in May, where Johan leaves off and splits up from his sister at the end of this year, saying he will pick her up on their 20th birthday while she is left with the Foreman family. 87, Johan is in Munich, living there under the name Franz Heinau. Uh, 88, he will leave there and head for Köln, where he uses the alias Michael Reichmann. 89, the storybook Das Ruenheim, The Peaceful Home, comes out. But, uh, Johan leaves Köln, where a fire conveniently starts uh, destroying all the school identification records. And this is where he moves in with the Schumanns in Hanover for a year, where they cover up for part of things with the records fire. It's called Hanover. Little Pennsylvania joke, don't worry about it. Uh, Peter Chopik comes to Germany in 89... And this is where Milan pulls him over and immediately regrets this because he's involved with a bunch of right-wing extremists. 90 and 91. Uh, Johann moves in with the Lieberts, and this is where, again, the record stuff that happens later, he does not kill them until after he leaves Munich eight years later. So, they get to live for a while. This is also the time period where Johan organizes an entire money laundering business at you know, <laughs> a teenage age. Da -da -da. 
Okay, so, 92. Johan and Halenka, a.k.a. Margot Langer, uh, live together for a bit. She retires from prostitution and, you know, shares an apartment with him. 93. Adolf Junkers' trio is hired by Johan to carry out some of the murders that are cleaning up his past. Uh, in this period, Johan moves in with another family who doesn't matter. Da, 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 da. Okay, now we start really getting into a lot of another monster shit, so correct me if none of this came up. I'm trying to pick the details out and only give you the relevant shit. <sighs> da, da, da. Johan and Tenma meet after nine years in April, when Johan kills off two of the three men he hired in 93, Junkers managing to escape. He is hit by a car during this flight and receives treatment from Tenma. Johan will come to kill Junkers, and in the process, meets the doctor in a parking garage. During this time, Eva will be a witness to some of this. How much of everything she sees is unclear, but she knows that Johan exists and did kill Junkers. Tenma will give testimony to Lunge, and then starts digging into where Johan is. He is led to Anna Liebert, the public member of the Twins, who is now living under the alias Nina Fortin. Later that year, Anna's parents, aka Nina's parents, are murdered, and Jacob Morer, the journalist, is killed as a result of Johan's plans. She and Tenma escape and live in a shack for a few days. She starts recalling memories of her past. Reminder, she is an amnesiac at this point before a certain point, and her parents are gaslighting her into going, You've always been our daughter. Ugh, yeah... Tenma will become a suspect in the killing of Anna's parents, as well as the gardener, a.k.a. assassin, at Heidelberg Castle when his tie is found on the body. Anna meets Mr. Rosso, the former hitman who will start teaching her some training, but she does not fulfill all of her lessons here because, you know, he's gone legit, he's out of the life, and she's not dragging him back into that. Tenma will start digging into Kinderheim 511 at the end of 95, saving the life of a young boy named Dieter and contacting Rudy Gillen, who becomes a part of this plot, as he begins trying to prove that Johan exists and Tenma is innocent. 96. Pretty quick, because we skip over more than a little of this with uh, time skips. Anna goes to Frankfurt, trying to find and kill her brother. She and Tenma are involved in the burning of the Turkish district of Frankfurt as everyone collides with the baby's organization. During this time, Johan abandons the underground bank, and everyone goes into massacre mode, killing each other as they try to figure out how to divide all the spoils. So that's how he covered his tracks there. Da, 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 da. This is when Otto Heckel also comes into the picture because of Tenma's brief visit to Frankfurt. Around this time, Helena Novakova, a.k.a. Margot Langer, the real one, is murdered due to her association with Johan. Probably Roberto, never confirmed. 97. Alright, Johan uh, enrolls in the Munich University... Some people are killed off, blah, blah, blah. Johann becomes Schuwald's secretary, and this is when he sees Emile Serbe's The Nameless Monster has the fainting spell. 
Anna also encounters it thanks to Lottie. They discover, hey, you have a twin. Lottie begins digging. You think she's going to die. She does not die. By September, the book donation ceremony will go up in flames and most of these characters will leave the plot for a while as Johan, Anna, Dieter, Tenma, and Lunge all go to Prague. This is when Grimmer enters the plot, helping to the doctor cross the border to Czech Republic. And Mikhail Petrov, the former director of Kinderheim 511, is murdered by Johan in his home-slash-underground orphanage in Prague. This is when we begin seeing Johan dress as Anna to move around in public. Any questions so far? Nope. Not pretty straightforward, I guess. All right. <laughs> Again, this... I don't think we had a lot of problems with this part. It's when we start getting real dumb later. Uh, the only time period we have for all the events of the Prague arc is October 97 to February 98. Grimmer, Jan Suk, and Tenma getting involved with Czech secret police, the Red Rose Mansion and Jaromir Lipsky, uh, where Anna is off her feet for three months until February. That's how we time this out. Uh, Lunge, who has been pursuing Tenma, discovers the truth and finds out that Johan exists. And in December, Tenma is apprehended by the police after paying a visit to Bonaparte's former editor, Thomas Zobak. So, fearing for Ava's safety sometime in 98, we don't have dates on this, Tenma breaks out of prison with the help of Gunther Milch. Milan Kolas attempts to kill Peter Chapek at the Rodelheim Convention Center, but fails and is murdered by the police, where everything starts coming out into the light about the organization. Three serial killings will be carried out to cover Kristoff's mistakes slash his and Johann's past. And Tenma goes back to Prague. The Red Rose Mansion is burned to the ground by Johann during this. And, uh... Sorry. Whole bunch of another monster shit gets retconned into the burning of the mansion. Oh, um... No. Ava meets Martin sometime during this year. 1998 is where the story stops giving hard dates on a lot of things. So there's a big block here that's just like, these things happen, we don't know when. Uh, yeah, Ava and Martin, blah blah blah. Ava brings Johan and Kristoff together. Martin is killed in a gunfight, getting Ava out of town. And she starts hunting down Kristoff deciding she wants to kill Johan, figuring she can most likely find him through the other neo-Nazi. During a confrontation with the two, Kristoff nearly kills her, but Tenma shows up and saves her life. Uh, Kristoff is shot in the ear, is taken to a hospital, vanishes from all the stories. He does not die on or off camera. The baby is murdered. Uh, it will later be confirmed Kristoff is the one who killed the baby. So, Peter Chopik meets Johan in here, tries to escape to his villa, his paranoia does him in, and his men will murder him a little later because they find the body of the guy who killed him. Chopik meets Nina in this, Johan meets Nina in this, and this is when Johan visits Lipsky, learns where Franz Bonaparte is. He starts killing off all his people around here. 
Lipsky will be visited by Tenma and then Lunge, and they follow this to Ruinheim. Nina is hospitalized for, quote, a few months during this period while everyone else is finding Bonaparte. And then sometime in 98 is the Ruinheim Massacre. Roberto and Grimmer die from injuries here. Bonaparte is killed by Roberto. Johann is shot in the head by Herbert Nauer. I want to note, this timeline does not mention Vim at all, because nobody gives a shit. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Vi was good enough. There. Yeah. So, Don't worry all we that. know about these final dates is 1999 is when the series concludes. Nita and Dieter return to school. Lunge retires, becomes a professor. Verdamon proves Grimmer is innocent. Ava starts working as an interior designer. With Heckel's help, Tenma meets the twins' mother, has some visits with her. Tenma will visit Johan in a police hospital. Uh, we have that final scene, and Johan's bed is seen empty. That is where the actual monster concludes. Now, I have Ooh. horrible news. This timeline goes on to 2007 with the aid of that fucking book. But that's Ooh. what? Yup. Another monster is technically a sequel. Anyhow, that's another time. So imagine thinking you needed more complicated back, backstory complications to write a sequel. So, first up, what would we? And I mean, you two here fix about right, this? What? Let's start. We're at seventy-four episodes. We have two or three bottle episodes that I could think of. We have the Doctor in the Village, right? And then we have the traveling yeah. couple. Is there another one I can't yep. think of? There there definitely has to be other ones, or ones that maybe like cross like two episodes, but you could cut it anyway. I'm trying to think. So I'll just write um, down minus two bottle episodes. Okay. Do we need to have we don't need to have Tenma get arrested and then bust out of prison? Well, we need to have Tenma right? get arrested because that's when the lawyer thing happens and that's when Ava becomes in danger. But you can chop an entire episode out of that by eliminating the other guy. He can just I think still he... get out because his yeah. thing gets in a car accident, right? They get hit by a truck or whatever. Well, I, I think, I mean, honestly, I want to take Verdamon out completely. Because, like, Verdamon's tie to the plot is not really that significant. Like, the whole, like, Verdamon his father... exists to move Lunge. I guess, but Lunge could just learn more things when he's in Prague. And just move on from there he f he finds the fail son right let's you know, start himself. with the so let's start with the low-hanging fruit without making large chops right? okay, okay 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 so we'll okay. say minus one for munch prison stuff Mitch. whatever how many how many episodes is martin we can cut that down that could be martin one episode three that, i think yeah that could just be ava going to parties with a faceless bodyguard like her her redemption arc does not really matter that the the Martin being her redemption arc is relatively small potatoes, right? You could just put it farther yeah. back with the gardener and the dinner in the forest. So, okay. How about this? What about the, uh, remember the one crooked cop that Roberto became a bodyguard for cut that completely. I thought of another bottle episode minus one for the forest backstory episode. Yeah, that one sucked. 
We're at 68 episodes already, boys. What did you say? How many episodes is the Crooked Cop shit? I don't even remember that. Is how I want to say it's two. I believe it's two, yeah. Does anything else happen in there that we need to account for? I mean, Nina's there and being active and using a gun, but you don't need that. Yeah, it's it's how a couple of characters meet Roberto and start coming into the plot and digging their roots. It's a leap. Mm. Mm. Right, but you don't need... I mean, in retrospect, Roberto being this guy's bodyguard is really random. For, like, years. Like, they've known each other for years at this point, between uh, when they uh, the cops first showed up... Um, the crooked cops first showed up and then when he ends up getting killed and you know remember because he like marries into a family he tries to go straight he has a son yeah. basically yeah the two crooked cops who find nina and tenma at one point are one falls to drugs and just becomes homeless gets abandoned by the organization he gets in with the neo-nazis and becomes a loose end the other guy takes his payout tries to live a nice life and is haunted by what he did to the foreigners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you keep the drug addled guy like that. I feel like is good connective tissue. The other guy is just kind of like, so write, those episodes are good. Minus like, one crooked cop edit. Okay. What else is going um, on? We got Martin already. You know, I think that like, you could cut a lot of the Carl stuff back, the Carl and Shuvald stuff, like really slow that down. I think almost everything with Shuvald fucking sucks. What happens there? But so it you leads get up to the, the fight. climax of that. Yeah. It leads up to that can still happen. Tenma's not there for Shuvald. Shuvald's not what brings Tenma there. Yeah. So how many but episodes I mean, do we spend on that? What happens there besides the fire and Johan going I mean, to the library and finding a book? Well, the whole reason why he is there is because uh, Carl's mom, you know, Margot Langer, knew his mother, right? Who cares? Like, there's a connection there. Well, because he's trying to erase people. Like, I, I'd say you you focus on that part of it and less about him trying to isolate Shuvald by killing off everybody. How many he cares episodes about. was that? Five? It was, it was a like long eight time. or something. Like, uh, I felt like okay, we talked about so... it for three episodes. The entire string of Munich and Bayern and everything is about 15 episodes. Holy shit. It's a huge part of that early section. Yeah. Yeah. Because Thursday's boy is 25 and we kind of only get out of it at 40 when Tenma crosses the border and meets Grimmer. We're still dealing with all of that after until yeah, there's a lot of that that could be cut, could you be slimmed 20, down. You said 15? 25 to 40. Let's just call it minus 10. <laughs> let, me, let me double check the episodes to make sure I'm not overstating that, because I have the summaries open here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you still keep, you still yeah, keep I have at least five or six of those. Yeah, yeah. because Okay, like, yeah, because 39 is still Lunge suspecting Tenmas at the fire and everyone trying to get out. And that's when Carl says, hey, the twin's mother is alive and in Prague because his dad sends him to me. So, yeah, until 40, we're not done with all of that. Well, OK, so wait, the the twin's mother is alive and in Prague, but we don't end up seeing her until she's like in France. Uh huh. Years later. Uh huh. Well, that's also the last place that shuval knew she was at that's true that's true yeah we don't really know what happens to her in the meanwhile i thought the mother was gonna be a much bigger linchpin to 
like part of Johan's thing is he's going to track down his mother, but that never really comes to fruition at all. Let's just say minus one red rose poisoning. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's. That whole event has too many twists and gotchas. We can definitely tighten that into. We see it once. Maybe we see it again with more context. We don't need four more layers. Yeah. There's definitely. Yeah, we see that a whole lot. Yeah. In what retrospect. happens with Sook? Why is uh, Sook here? Nothing. There's one Nothing episode really. so far with Sook called Detective Sook. Yeah. I mean, it's just in here for Sook. It's only really tying into like because you start having the people in the secret police who are tied to the regular police yeah. starting to die because of Johan, but you, and Sook is kind of like our you know, he's our view into that. It doesn't At least into the police. His shit. Okay, let's see. One episode. Sook's with the police. Here's the murder, and it turns out to be Johan in disguise. And then mm-hmm. there are. Then they start investigating Sook. He gets the Tenma experience in miniature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He I meets don't think Grimmer? you can cut. Tenma yeah, arrives on the scene and treats Sook. And yeah, the other yeah. Grimmer, Grimmer saves Sook from the uh, from the kill box. Well, at least until Tenma shows up. Yeah, and he then Tenma shows up and him. finishes it off. Yeah. Hmm. And then you have the Czech secret police. Like, you meet with the, with the head guy. And then guy he comes back like, later to meet My nephew's dead. I think no, you could cut his return. Gillen. Yeah, you can cut his return yeah, easily. You can cut his return easily. I think he has to stay in that initial arc. But yeah. we don't have to return to him. I think, like, you need, like, one coda of, like, he's doing okay. Let's see. And that's it. Nina returns to the apartment that she lived in. Blah blah. blah. She leaves Reichwein's house to be there. Sook and uh, you can cut back the episode with the fail son. Do we need Gillen? No, we do Maybe? not need Gillen. Make it all be Reichwein. Have it all no. be Reichwein. No, what? Because he does all the criminal interviews. The which prison is how they put interviews. Johan's in town, right? Yeah, but um, I don't know how much we need of him. How much does that matter? What happens after the interviews? How does that play into the main plot? Oh, wait, we forgot. Yeah, we, we, we forgot that we we're going to cut um, the uh, the former alcoholic detective. Who, How many episodes does he have? Falls off a building like two, three. It's two. We can condense him. Um, But also, like, if you cut him, you can cut out Reichwein. And keep Gillen. I like Reichwein. I think Reichwein is a good hub for a lot of characters. How about you cut Reichwein's current position and you replace Gillen with Reichwein? Reichwein does the Gillen stuff. Yeah. But I don't know that it works because Gillen mm, is yeah. such a weird pervert and Reichwein is an actual <laughs> human. It's true. They are very different. I think that drunk detective is a narratively important mirror to mm-hmm. Ava. And what would happen if Ava, in keeping Ava away from Johan and his crew? I'm hesitant to cut too much of Ava's stuff. I, I think no. I'm the saying way that's why we been. should keep Drunk Detective. Oh yeah, that, no, like but there's I just like a lot a of narrative mirroring there. Well, there's also mirroring with him and Lunge as well. The strained relationship with the family and yeah. the child. I think I think that he is an important like lens to re-examine other characters and the things that are good about their the way they are developed. Now, uh, let's see. My thought is that Ava 
should not directly be in the story for a lot of it. She should just be interspersed as like half episodes here and there checking on what she's doing. And right. that's when we get. I think we could cut characters. an entire episode out of the end, out of the end sequence, at least just by cutting out the the lottery people, them in the, defending the hotel. Because if they're not in the hotel, it doesn't matter. We save a lot of time on hotel like fortification and stuff because it's just Grimmer, Vim, and Poppy there. I think we could cut an entire episode by cutting them out of it. It does take a lot of time. Does it matter? I mean, and it just exists to show how Lunge gets a rifle. I, I feel like, that, yeah, there needs to be a tighter way to... I mean, like, I understand building in the characters so that when you start seeing the murders, you know who these people are. They're not anonymous completely. You still get some anonymous people like the husband who's who has his wife just got killed and he's holding the baby and he's like, we could even whatever. we could even not cut the episode, but we should remove them from the story because the actual end sequence, everything happens off screen. It makes it feel very unbelievable. Oh, you mean like the surgery on Johan and no, everything? I'm talking about like the actual like destruction of the town. Like it, it either is, needs I don't to know, happen, but do you want to make that longer? It either needs to happen more off screen or we need to meet more other people instead of wasting all this time with the lottery couple. And we do spend girl. a lot of time with the lottery couple. It's but they're also the only ones where they build a lot of time for a motive, right? Like all of a sudden, they're getting paranoid. I guess it's underlining that paranoia out of normal people is not unusual. And then that can blow up into this if you just add a little bit of uh, accelerant. But, I, it, yeah, I just don't find them very compelling. No. Um, I mean, like, okay, they're, they're effective characters in that they made me feel something. But they made me feel something, which is, I'm really annoyed at these characters. They're acting really dumb. <laughs> I'm mad that they're here. Mm. Yeah. What, okay. What do you think about what about Sausage Girl? Sausage Girl would go with Lottery Couple. Sausage Girl doesn't huh. matter at all. Yeah. I mean, I think she it's only there for to a reveal Grimmer for Roberto. No, it makes he exists to make uh, Roberto's entrance uh, very Roberto. <laughs> yeah. But it would be just as shocking for Lungay to just find out. How do people find out Roberto's there? Is it when Tenma meets Sausage Girl? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she mentions him to somebody else. To, uh, right. Lunge and Tenma, I think, both find out about it from her. Okay. Well, we have to. Yeah, that, like, oh, girl, a guy, a wonderful guy is here. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, instead of minus one for a lottery couple, I will say minus one tightening up the ending. Okay. Oh, yeah. We can, we can do a lot for pacing on that show. What do you think about. The last episode, like the coda bit. Do you think that that no, we spent enough time with that? Made everything worse. I would love if it just ended you, on seventy two. I don't think so. I think you, you, you need mean, to find out what happened to the characters after all this, and well, like I mean, where seventy three, right? We yeah. Just, you you want it to be the mirror of the surgery? Yeah. Okay. And if we tighten it up, we could spend three minutes because we have less characters to visit now, right? We don't have. Carl and sure. Shuvald. We don't have Vertamon. We don't have. Uh, we hit right. Like we're cutting. We're cutting a bunch of characters. This is shorter. We don't need the last minute reveal of what happened with Johan. Like honestly, we could probably save two episodes by cutting out this like identity plot 
We don't need that. Like him and Anna. Did we? Did did we cut the um, the uh, the assassination attempt on Chopic? The the dude who invited him over. Who the fuck uh, is Chopic? God. The the final surviving Nazi leader who got off by his own men. That guy. Oh Stop yeah. It. Yeah, like yeah, he's pretty big. The, yeah, no, no, and, and like we gotta leave him, but the guy who tries to assassinate him and fails, you know, with the with the family of different people who were survivors of the like their family members got killed yeah, by the neo Nazis afterwards. No, uh, Milan, yeah. because I feel that, like you can cut Milan. I think that I think Milan could go, but that doesn't save you an episode. Because we need to keep the family dinner stuff, right? Like, this provides more motivation to Tenma. It kind of... It hints at what they're going for with Ava becoming a kitchen decorator. Because that whole... One of the big things in Monster, and I think it sucks, is that life is better when you share a good meal with friends. Right? It I happen, mean, it happens just seems constantly. It's the power of friendship, but, like... No, it's the well, power of For adults. It's the power oh. of connections, because a lot of mm. this series is about isolation, isolation and identity and how you and can names. lose it and yourself. But others can be there to help you retain so it. The name thing, I am I feel like that's supposed to seem profound. And I just really struggle with feeling profound, like getting any profundity out of it. Yeah, buddy, we right? already knew that. My dad loves that song. <laughs> the Horse With No Name. Yeah. It's a good song. I like that band. It's I like that album. I mean, it's not amazing. I like it, though. Yeah, I I feel like stripping someone of their identity. Yes, that's definitely bad. But the like the focus on name, especially because I feel like other than the other Kinderheim kids, like does the name stuff have anything to do with Ava? Does it have anything to do with Tenma? I think the name thing has aged very poorly because I bet your ass that you would feel different about the name thing before you knew a lot of trans people before society mm. had that going on much broader. I'm going to be honest. I names. don't find that problem to be a problem. Well, no, what I mean is the impact of the theme, right? I don't, I don't think that's super good. No, I know what you're saying. I think I think it fits as a theme of the Kinderheim kids. It, right. it plays into too much. It deals with everyone there. I'm not going to cut sheared... it. We're just discussing like the validity of it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I see the problem you're bringing up. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, the thing that I don't understand is it is so hard to go through any life without any name, right? Like, you know identification legal documents employment i mean it's it was easier in the 90s fires for johan yeah he, yeah he does set a lot of fires there's a well, bit of that them. and there's also a lot of <laughs> some sort of twisted fire starter <laughs> <laughs> no no um it's the fact that the wall falling and a lot of reunification stuff makes it a lot easier for the first chunk of this for people to go yeah, I don't got any documents. I just got out of that mess. Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of parts where um like Johan convinces a family to adopt him because he thinks he pretends that he's their son or something or grandson. And it's like I feel like a couple of those are a little bit hinky. You could cut 
the couple who defend him and who get murdered off screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the detective, it was the detective or Reichwein who found out about, yeah, it was Reichwein. I think Reichwein finding out about the records fire and using that as a lead is a good one. Cutting Vardamon, mm-hmm. by the way, cuts two episodes. So it's minus two for Milch prison stuff and Vardamon. So what I think we do there is we have the lawyer not seen on screen as much. All that matters is Roberto shows up and talks to him in prison. We can just find out he's exactly a appointed lawyer. Yeah, we we just have the lawyer be off screen. It's like we're doing calls, etc. And then eventually the lead. Because no one else is going to recognize him as any lead. Right, right now we're at 54. Wh- how do you guys feel about Otto Heckel? I like him. I but think I he's don't good think... as a way to get Tenma into the underworld in the first place. Yeah, and he does help when it comes to the, like, uh, like saving the uh, Turkish district a little bit. Or at least, like, his role in it is amusing. Like, I don't want to necessarily... I think but we I was wondering if you, a yeah. comic relief character like that in what would otherwise be so fucking bleak. Boy, also, he also leads he has a great interplay, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. Can we can we cut the 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 episode where the kid goes to the red light district? We just cut no. that for content. No, no. I'm <laughs> sorry. Know. It's too good as a brutal. This is how horrendous. It's one it, of the it, only it, times uh, that we live up to the name monster. Yeah, and it really uh, you're right. It is thematically tied to how to how Johan feels feeling unwanted or possibly unwanted. What about mm-hmm. the kids jumping off of roofs? What episode is that? Oh, uh, that one. Yeah, that could definitely be cut. Uh, well, it's also only one episode, so I feel like it gives us something because, again, without that, you hear that Johan is in Munich and he's like, oh, yeah, he's doing a bunch I of feel work like for I don't think children. that matters. Right. I don't think I need Johan to be a generically bad guy. I think him being a repeated serial killer of people who adopt him and try to make his life better is good enough for me. Yeah, it is weird that he is trying to then also corrupt another generation of kids, because is that going to help him disappear? No, No. it's actually it's antithetical to what he's going for. Yeah, I mean, it's right. So it comes down to what do we want out of Johan is him being a serial killer of people who adopt him. And killing everyone who knows him good enough? Or do we also need him fucking up some kids? I so mean, the gonna... only reason why they have the kids there is that it ties him to why he's at the university for law school, which is also a weird thing that we forget to, to talk about later. Like, it doesn't come up later. The whole like, oh, yeah, he was going to uh, do things for, uh, you know, people, you know, kids who are orphaned from war and whatever, you know, human rights stuff for kids. And it's like, well, here, I'm going to say. We keep that arc because it's only half an episode. It gives Dieter something to do while Tenma is MIA and planning to hide in the book depository and murder people. Oh, that's true. There is a lot of that's that's one of Dieter's only like development moments. Yeah. And that's also the time where we actually see that. Remember, at this point, Johan has been with Carl and Lottie and they're like, I'm making a children's bill of rights. And this is showing oh, this is why he's around a bunch of these children. He's using them for this sick game. Mm-hmm. I think it fits. It's not long. It it 
works on a lot of levels, and it doesn't linger. Yeah, I just think thematically it's a little like what is that? Yeah, what does that mean for Johan ultimately? It, other than just that's it's also another the same episode where he sees the monster without a name book. So again, they move on from it quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to try to find four more so we can be the tight fifty. Okay. We're at 54. I would be okay with fifty-two. Let me let, let me see. For, let's let's go down where we're at. Week of the year. We start at seventy-four. We cut out the doctor and the traveling couple. So we're at 72. We take two out yeah. for Milch Prison stuff and removing Vardaman from the story. So we're at 70. Okay. Minus two for Martin stuff. And we just get the Ava party stuff interspersed throughout. Yeah. And we're at 68. Forest backstory episode, minus one. Crooked cop edit, minus one. We're at 66. Minus 10 Shuvald stuff. 56 minus I one. I don't for... know that we could cut it down that hard, but let's let's go with it. Yeah, it's 15, 16 episodes, right? It is 15. Yeah. Minus All one right, for well, the okay. rose poisoning. Minus one for tightening the ending, lottery couple, etc. We're at 54. Okay. Uh, can we can we we could probably eliminate one episode just by having fewer trips to Prague. Make that less of a back and forth. We go to Prague like four different times with several different characters. Yeah. Like Tenma goes there three times. I, I think. think. Yeah, you could cut an entire episode by just ha- by not having by eliminating all of the false starts with Nina's backstory. Yes, I was going to say oh, we can yeah. definitely lose one where she and Dieter are running around doing nothing. Nina backstory. Yeah, bullshit. that's why I tied. That's why I tied it in with Lipsky, because he's tied into that part of the story. And, so I think yeah. what we do is... I think we need Lipsky, because that's how everyone yeah, you're gets right. to keep yeah. him there. Well, here's here's my runs. We keep Lipsky, we cut an episode of Nina and Dieter running around, and she's just out of the plot for a while because she got to the mansion first, or maybe right after Lungay, had her flashback, had her fainting spell, She's been in Lipsky's care for a while. That's why she's off the board. That's where Dieter is. We could just cut an episode of false, constantly going up those fucking steps over and over, going in the taxis. All right. Do you think we need every episode of the initial Grimmer arc, or can we slim that down a little bit? No, we need to keep Grimmer. Because I mean, Grimmer, I want to keep Grimmer. Grimmer is a mirror but... to Johan. Yeah. He is. Mm. Yeah, I, it would be hard to cut that down. Yeah, when you gotta so, leave that. What's up with the... Do you remember the couple murder, which ended in Lungay terminating, terminating through a house after Tenma? Yes. How much happens there? How long is that? Um... Da, 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 da. It's one episode, because I believe that's only the second half of that episode. No, but like, we only spend an entire episode on these two murdered couples? Because isn't it tied into, oh, there was a mysterious banker who died and ha ba da ba da Let me, let me find where that is. Because that's where um, there's that other cop trying to put together the three unrelated murders. How important do you think Kristoff is? Who's Kristoff? The uh, Devil's Apprentice. Nazi failson. Keep him. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He's good as part of the collapse of 
the organization. Yeah, he that's also very the important baby. to what Johan wants to do. Yeah. Like, I think Johan knows this guy's an idiot, which is why he supports him being in charge, because it helps collapse the organization. Okay, so, uh, episode 22, Lunge's Trap. The He discovers that someone is trying to frame a murder on Tenma, uses it to lure Tenma in, and then, yeah, the second half is after both of them have gone through and reconstructed it in their own ways, which I like. Both of them doing different detective work, which shows how they keep hitting the same conclusions. Oh, this doesn't angles. matter at all. Oh, this does matter a little bit. The only thing that happens here is at the very mm -hmm. end, where Lungay refuses... Well, no, it says still insists. This episode, yeah. nothing happens other than we like it. But it's a good episode, and I think we we do need some breaks. I think that's a very good one, because it shows Lungay is going off the deep end. He's refusing to I guess we do admit. need that, because we just cut two breaks that happened right before it. Yeah, yeah, keep that. That's a good one. Well, here, here's a question. Here's a question, just to flip this around. Is there anything you would add? Mm -mm. Like, is there something missing that the problem you feel like isn't that it's missing stuff. to be in there? It's that it has too much stuff and it waters itself down a lot. So, I think one thing that we pitched on prior recordings was that we would have an episode or part of an episode, if we're doing the interspersed vignettes, of Ava with the mob boss. What mob boss? Oh. The one where they're both wounded at the villa and they recover. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know oh, we yeah, that would be instead right. of the Martin stuff. Yeah, we could mix that in. We could use that as her way to get back in. We could do a half episode of Nameless Bodyguard or whatever. I don't think we you don't can cut bodyguard. Martin entirely because that's the point where her bullshit has a body count. That's her rock bottom. I, mm, I don't know if that's it's, true. Because it's if the we add... only time okay. that her consequences aren't her own. I don't think. Well, that I has mean, when she does true. burn, <laughs> when she burns down her house, the gardener loses his job. Yeah. Because here's what we say: if we add Ava and the mob boss, we could have Ava becoming sober there, and then we could have Ava going absolutely off the deep end during the party stuff, and that's when she winds up uh, after winding up. She winds up homeless during the story, right? Mm -hmm. and then later she gets an she gets a back in and she gets an in back into that society and is just back to her old bullshit and just cannot recover herself and that's when she winds up with the crew later i don't think okay. it's necessarily important that it Martin it does dies. feel like ava ava like refuses multiple times to get better or to grow at all and i feel like yeah we could slim that down to like what i think we are slimming it down to like one I fewer think, of those. I think we need Martin or a figure like him because, again, that's her turn. Well, that's why we have minus two for Martin stuff, even though it's three episodes. Yeah, yeah we, we keep a bit of it. We shorten it. We tighten it. I get it. Especially the fact that we keep cutting back to that one fucking gunfight over and over. Oh my god, dude. It wasn't even that good! No. It ended up, yeah, the, the, the fireworks factory wasn't there. It was a bust. It was just All sparklers. Right. So we're at 54 so. episodes and I think we're good. Unless anyone else has any other things that they would tighten up. I mean, not 54 I mean, what is you, not Okay. Bad. Do you think we spend too much time with Junkers? Like, 
They spend a lot of time early. It is still early days, so like well, the you first part of the series is supposed to be everything is regular. We have like Doctor Becker. We have a lot of characters who you notice they do drop, and I think that's the problem: is that early on they're willing to drop characters. What about? Uh, oh, I guess that's a Lunge thing. Yeah, I can't. I was going to say, like, what about the whole bit where Lunge is, like, tracking down all these Japanese businessmen, finding out stuff about I Tenma? I think that's like, a no, really good, that's good. Yeah, especially because yeah. he starts doing the I'm Dr. Tenma thing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's developed. Where we're at now is we have removed a lot of stuff that detracts from the core themes and the core character work, and we keep the core party slimmer. And the because sh- let's be real, the problem is not necessarily that the story is bad. The, the story is not amazing in it, it, in some totality, right? But yeah. it feels so much worse when it's watered out and stretched out like that. And I think this would be dramatically better because mm-hmm. we're at fifty four mm-hmm. episodes. Like, how long is that? That's like what? That's a little over two seasons. Almost seven hours. We just removed from here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would that would be, yeah. And I feel like we would keep a better eye on Johan's moment to moment, like sort of machinations a little bit, because I feel like there's a stretch where like Johan just isn't in the plot. <laughs> so I want to make <laughs> made a, pitch it a tight to you eighteen two. hours. <laughs> All right, what if let's say three tops? We can give three characters the Dr. Becker treatment where they stop coming back after a point. They've served their purpose, they're done. I think we immediately have a bonus if we cut Gillen like that. He does things, he gets everyone onto the track of Tenma's Innocent, he pulls some strings. We don't have to keep cutting back to him interviewing perverts. What happens with... I guess my issue with Gillen is... Mm -hmm. What happens when they put together all of those guys and Johan being in town? What comes of that? What does that immediately cause? Nothing. And I think we could just keep that as the detective figures it out. Mm-hmm. But why? Because it's to clear up Kristoff's shit to say he's such a wild card. He's, oh, he's going to destroy. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's why we the need that. Happen, so. But I think we can cut Gil- Gillen does nothing there. Sure, I'm only trying to say what does what what does this motivate? And is it important that Gillen be there because yeah. he's the person who has information that he provides to someone else? But if that's not the yeah. case, fuck him. I think we just keep that as a bottle episode yeah. with the one cop. I mean, Gillen also isn't he really the first person that really believes him and then like oh, goes yeah. to bat for him? And that I would think... be his episode, yeah. right? That's him it. The, I think him yeah. and the cops he, in the park. We have. He's just gone yeah. After maybe that. he he segues into Reichfeind, but. What I'm saying is right now, are there up to three characters? We just cut them off. They stop coming back. We do mm-hmm. what the show did early on and then stop doing. Man, I'm just thinking that whole scene where like all of the survive, like, you know, people who Tenma operated on and then like Becker comes back for a second. Uh... And it's like, like, you didn't need that whole we're going to start a legal fund for him thing. And that also ties in the shoe vault. Like if we cut back on well, shoe vault, he doesn't. Need part, I'm going to hire a lawyer. Stuff, Matt. I think as one scene in the middle of that episode, it's perfectly fine. What happens with the Vietnamese girls hospital? How long? Oh, yeah. 
That's an it's episode. Like one episode. We might think... cut back there one more time, but she's he's not there long. She doesn't show up again. I almost expected her to. I mean, no, does she? I think yeah. she shows up the, one more time. In she's mentioned. I think she's mentioned, but she she's doesn't shown show up. in the montage of people he met when he gets arrested. Because I think someone says, oh, yeah, she went to medical school for real. Yeah, and, I believe that. But I don't think we up. see she doesn't show up on camera again. Again, it's very passing. I don't think that's a cut worth anything. Oh, no, I was just wondering. Yeah, probably brown. Yeah. Like, we spend an episode or too long on Brown. Yes. This is Brown drunk detective? Yeah. Right? We're talking about the same guy? Yeah. But we also said we were going to cut him back one. Right, right. No, we decided not to. Because okay. he mirrors Ava and Lunge. Got yeah, I think we can't cut him. I, I think we might have said maybe we'd take him back one. But that's fair. So we want to say minus one for Gillen? Mm. Definitely minus one for Gillen. We could say minus one for Brown, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Brown, his whole, the way Brown gets roped in is because of Shuvald, too. So we have to be careful at how we t- tie oh, that yeah. back. I, right? I don't say we cut the whole Munich arc. I think we cut down some of the loose side plots in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the Latin reading. <laughs> I'm going to say firmly, after the scene where he's a, where Tenma is arrested, and Carl and Schuvald are like, get all the lawyers in Germany, have them on retainer, we don't know where he'll be tried. That's where those two vanish. Yeah. I'm not going to add any subtractions for that, because I already was overly generous with cutting Schuvald stuff. I'm going to say the arrest is where we cut a lot of people off, and after that, when he gets out, that's endgame. That's where we're just down on the core cast. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a giant pacing fix. Boy, you know what? They kind of gave Tedma a pass for breaking out of prison, even though he didn't commit the murders. So it's like, okay, you get clear of the murders, but you also kind of pulled a gun on a cop. <laughs> but he saved a man's life in doing it. That's true. I mean, yeah, they, they, they probably wouldn't press charges. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot Vardamon comes back to have a baby. Oh, yeah, he also has a baby. Yeah, his his dad left uh, a notebook that comes to nothing. Yeah, the note. Well, the notebook sends Tenma back to Prague. That's what happens. And then he meets Lipsky there. That's fair, but we could we could easily change how he got the fucking yeah. the two cocks crowing next to this one rooftop of a church. Yeah, I mean, like, it could be one of the notes that Johan leaves for Tenma, because, like, he stopped leaving notes for a while, like, for the first section. Yeah. We change the Verdamon thing with the notebook into that's how we get back to General Wolf and his dying bits, yeah. is he mm. contacts Tenma. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. It's tighter. Yeah. Because that's about when he met Lipsky. Yeah, yeah, True. Uh, I I think that's a I think that we're in good shape now. <laughs> so we're at a total of fifty two episodes now, which is perfect. That's two seasons. That's full. Yep, twenty six yep. episodes each. Yeah. yeah, and then there's nothing All else right. after that that can be cut out, and we cut because Tema escapes from prison in episode fifty four. There are still twenty yeah. oh my more. God, to go. so yeah. many. 
but we cut two out of Martin. We cut one out of the ending. We cut some Gillen stuff, other character stuff here. So we're probably down to instead of twenty, like fifteen to twelve. I think just by cutting one repeated flashback, we can easily make this work. Yeah, I think the. I mean, clearly, I think the thing we are struggling with here is just the fact that manga publishing is just such a month to month thing or like week to week sometimes like a lot of the story is being sort of filled in and written and stretched out like in real time like as if like you know like we record this podcast in a way so like i'd imagine like if this were like a singular story that was written from front to back we could easily like this editing thing makes a lot of sense i mean it's just how we end up here with a lot of the, the stories we see in anime and manga, right? Like they just kind of get stretched out too much or like they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. yeah. But was this, his, was this his first rodeo? Like you got to no. do better than this. No, but it, you, still you have publisher pressure. You I got think your deals with the magazine. This was his first. Let me check. They can't make you draw sister. something though. That's what I'm saying. Like do better. I mean, if they threaten to drop your stuff. Okay. Yeah. This was the first, First it's their job. thing he did that was not a sports manga, basically. Oh, is it the first like real serious serial story? Um, I'm gonna say Happy was definitely a serious story. Oh, because okay, that's fair. about a tennis pro who's also involved with the mob as a way to okay. pursue her. Like, yeah, that one goes places. Okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, I also okay. just realized. He was doing happy alongside Monster, and I think that oh boy. might. I didn't know he was doing two to three series during this whole period. Yeah, some some people do that. Uh, I think they have to sometimes to make. I think money. that might have explained some of how the pacing gets real weird by the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I. Th- I mean, I think we're all monstered out at this point. Boku no Stop will resume next month in May 2022. And we'll be back with our new season and a guest host for Flip Flappers, a brief season of a few episodes. However, patrons will continue to get updates throughout the month, as there are going to be three bonus episodes following this, covering Another Monster, the sequel novel that I bemoan it extensively. I'm sorry, I tried to cut out as much as I could. Uh, The Fugitive, featuring Harrison Ford. And Q, because we just wanted to make Matt watch it. So, again, see you shortly, and to patrons, more content is a-coming. Enjoy the month. Goodbye.